Welcome to the $100 MBA Show. Whether you want to build a business to pay the bills or simply just can't work for anyone any longer, we are here for you with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And today is a guest teacher episode, and your guest teacher today is best-selling author and content creation machine, Jeff Goins. Today with Jeff, you will learn how failure can lead to success. I love this topic and lesson because it's so practical. And Jeff is an incredible communicator. You're going to love this lesson, so let's get down to business. This episode of The $100 MBA Show is brought to you by Nadex, Binary Options Trading. Our listeners appreciate just how far $100 can go, and so does Nadex. With just $100, you can get started. With Nadex Binary Options, you trade on whether you think the market will be above or below a certain point by a certain time. Go to Nadex.com and open up a free account. That's Nadex, N-A-D-E-X.com. Futures, options, and swaps trading involves risk and may not be appropriate for all investors. Jeff Goins is the perfect person to teach you how failure can lead to success because he just released a book that deals with this concept called The Art of Work. It's gotten a whole lot of praise already, and later in the show, I'll share with you how you can get the book for free, along with some bonuses. But let's get into today's lesson first, so take it away, Jeff. Hey, everybody. I'm Jeff Goins, the author of The Art of Work. Thanks for joining me today. Today, I'm going to be teaching you how failure can lead to success. So let's get down to business. When we look at successful people, people like Michael Jordan or Steve Jobs, we see people who have succeeded and we think that they have succeeded in spite of their failure. But the truth is that successful people succeed because of their failure. I think there's this story that we sort of propagated that the myth of success is really built on somebody failing at some point in their lives, then overcoming that and saving the day and turning it into some big win. And we look at failure as something that sort of prevents us from success as opposed to a means to get there. And so I want to challenge that thinking and give you some practical tips on how you can look at failures in your life and in your business and in the things that you're trying to do in in your work and uh, look at those not as things that have prevented you from getting to where you are now but have actually helped you along the way and hopefully uh, help you better understand how to uh, approach and address uh, challenges and obstacles and even failures in the future. So in order to do that, I want to share with you uh, a few stories. And the first story is about a nonprofit organization that was uh, started Uh, in the early 2000s by a guy named Andrew Mason, who's a graduate student pursuing a public policy degree at the University of Chicago. And he was kind of building databases at a company on the side, and he was working with this guy named Eric Lefkowski. And in 2007, uh, these guys together launched a company called The Point, which was basically a website uh, supposed to bring people together uh, through social media to help them go do some social good, help them go uh, volunteer with a charity somewhere in the you know, Chicagoland area. The problem was nobody cared about it. Like It didn't work. In fact, it was such a failure that they lost over a million dollars in the first year, and they were getting to the point. This was around you know the recession. It basically went for a year, and so you know around two thousand eight, they were on this point of near uh, bankruptcy and having to just kind of close up the company and you know chalk it up as a failure. And uh, Lefkowski, one of the financial backers, made a suggestion. 
In fact, it was something that they talked about in the original business plan of the organization. It was sort of dismissed because they had this, uh, you know, uh, do-gooder mentality and, and they had all the, you know, best intentions in place. But for whatever reason, it just would not work. They they had this idea that if they could get uh, people to basically pledge their time or vote to, you know, give out sweatshirts or, you know, volunteer at the soup kitchen or whatever it would be. And if enough people decided, yes, we're going to do this, they would go do it. That would That activity would win and they would go do it. It didn't work, at least not how they thought it would. So they made one small tweak. Instead of getting people to give their time uh, and volunteer, they said, what if we tried to take the same technology that we've built and uh, sell something? What if we approached a company and said, hey, if we could get you, you know, 50 people to you know, buy this pair of shoes, would you discount it 50%? And uh, so they started testing it out, and the idea worked. In fact, it took off. And shortly after that, Groupon was evaluated at $13 billion at the time of its IPO in 2011. So you have this failed uh, philanthropy effort, really, and then this very, very successful business. Very similar uh, approaches to the way that they were doing things. They were crowdsourcing things. They were getting people to you know, vote on something using, using social media, uh, and then they were going you know, to do something. One, one was to give their time, and the other one was to um, buy something. And one was very different in terms of the response than the other one. What was the difference? It was one small move that I have found is the secret to taking failure and turning it into success. The move is called a pivot. You may have heard this, you know, reading a blog or, you know, business school or, or, you know, whatever your context is. But if you're unfamiliar with this idea, think about basketball. There's a move in basketball that when you're dribbling down the court, uh, you know, barreling towards trying to, um, you know, take a shot, uh, and then you stop, you've basically run out of options. There isn't, you know, a lot left for you to do, um, except one small move that if you have, like, your left foot planted, your right foot can move in any direction. You can pivot in any direction that you want to go. You can't step, step forward or step backwards, but you can turn 360 degrees and pass the ball to a teammate. This is called a pivot. And the beauty of the move is that when all other options are exhausted, you still have one thing left that you can do. And this is true for failure too, that when you run into an obstacle and something bad or unexpected happens, there's this beautiful move that you can do uh, that's called a pivot. The second story that I want to share with you is really how I started my blog. So, um, you know, basically my story is um, I worked for a nonprofit for several years as a marketing director, seven years, in fact. And, you know, uh, about halfway through that process, I started to get this feeling that maybe there's something more. There's something that I'm not doing that I really want to do. I just don't know how to do it. And so I started this blog. And, um, you know, after uh, a year, I built an audience. I had 10,000 email subscribers, 100,000 monthly readers. And then the next year, my wife and I got pregnant, and I heard that you could make money online. And so I decided I'm going to sell an ebook. By the end of the year, we had more than doubled our income. And so I quit my job and I launched into it full time, and I haven't looked back since. But that's not the whole story. The whole story is that for seven years before that, uh, before I started all that stuff, that really took you know a total of about two years of starting the blog, monetizing, and then launching out on my own. 
The seven years before that, right after I got out of college, I started blog after blog after blog. I tried to do everything that I could, but most, uh, you know, email, uh, most of my readers and most of the people that I was trying to get to read it, um, you know, it just never grew. I would take a shower, I'd jump out and I have a new idea. I'd go start a blog. And then after a few weeks or a few months, I'd kind of flake out and I'd move on to the next thing. I had uh, something like eight or nine failed blogs. So I had tried and tried and tried and it didn't work. And as a writer that hurt, I wanted my content to get the attention that I thought it deserved. But I was doing something wrong. I didn't even know what. So I just kept trying and trying. And then I kind of gave up. And then around that time, I had a conversation with a friend where he asked what my, my dream was. And I said, well, you know, uh, my dream is to be a writer. And uh, he said, well, you don't... Um, you, know, you don't have to want to be a writer. You are a writer. Uh, you just need to write. So um, I said, oh, okay, <laughs> that sounds great. And so I started um, I started writing on this blog. I started another blog. I was afraid that it would fail, but I tried it again. And I tweaked some things that hadn't worked before. Like I'd never really been able to build an email list. I'd heard that was really valuable, and I'd never really... Um, you know, gotten a lot of visitors to my blog. I heard guest posting was available. So, uh, or, you know, it was, was a good idea. And, and so I just started trying some of those things. And for six months, nobody read my blog, just like before, but I was determined this time to see it through. And so what I did uh, was I did one small tweak that was a game changer. And it was this, I uh, took a, a blog post that I'd written before and I tweaked it. I it was about a 500-word blog post. I turned it into 900 words, and then I formatted it as a downloadable PDF. I uploaded it directly to my WordPress website, and then I told people to um, enter their email. I signed up for a MailChimp account, and then if people would enter their email, um, they would uh, get a link to my ebook. And that one small tweak uh, grew my email list in a week from 75 email subscribers to over 1,000. So I'd been trying and trying and trying, and I'd spent years doing the same thing over and over again, and, and nothing worked. You know, I just kept writing and hoping people that would pay attention, and it just didn't work. And then I started this blog with the same intention, with the same plan, and the same thing happened for six months until finally I made one small pivot. Instead of getting people to read me because I thought what I had to say was important, I thought, what if I what if I try to serve people first? What if I reward them for attention, even incentivize them to sign up and subscribe to my blog so that I can stay in closer connection and community with them? What would happen then? What if I put people first and then, you know, the content second? And that changed everything. That email list, like I said, grew from 1,000 to 10,000 people by the end of the year uh, to uh, probably 50,000 in, in the next two years and then and then beyond. And that email list became the uh, back bone and foundation for uh, my online business. And it made all of our dreams and all other things possible. And it didn't start just with tenacity and me trying, trying, trying again. It's, um, it, it really uh, you know, was a result of pivoting, me trying something, not working, trying something else, and just you know, small tweaks along the way. So when we look at our lives, we look at uh, the things that we want, the, um, the businesses that we're trying uh, to build, what we really need to be looking at is what are the things that I failed at that I changed something and then had some sort of breakthrough? And then what are the things that I failed at that I didn't change and I kept experiencing the same failure? What was I doing wrong and how can I look around at other people and uh, learn from them? And then finally, what's something that I'm facing right now that's just not working that could use a good pivot? Because the reality is it's not fun to fail, 
but it just might be the only way to succeed. It just might be the only way for you to get to where you want to go is not by avoiding failure and avoiding risks. Uh, and at the same time, not by doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. Uh, Albert Einstein says that's the definition of insanity. Uh, sometimes the way that we get to where we need to be is by quitting one way of doing it and then just doing a small tweak. Uh, I call it a pivot point, you know, uh, approaching a failure. And instead of looking at it as this devastating, you know, thing that could happen to you or this big enemy, what if it was just a point, you know, uh, on the court, so to speak, where you have an opportunity to pivot, just turn one small, you know, degree this way or that way, and then pass the ball down the court and then keep continuing your vision. So, uh, that's that's the idea. What, is, what does that look like for you and in, in, in your life and your business and, and the work that you're doing? Uh, I hope it helps you better understand failure, not as an enemy, but as your best friend that is going to teach you what you're doing wrong and can help you get to where you want to go. So uh, that's uh, how you can take failure and turn it into success. Um, if you want to continue learning about me and this process, uh, you can um, check out my uh, book site. Uh, I have a new book called The Art of Work where I talk about pivot points and you go to uh, artofworkbook.com to find out more about that and how you get $250 worth of free bonuses when you uh, get the book. Hopefully that was helpful. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Jeff Goins. Have a great day. Today's episode is sponsored by infofree.com. I know many of you are struggling to find new customers and trust me, I've been there. Most contact lists are outdated and don't have sales leads that are right for your business. But let me tell you about a service that I found that makes selling easy. That's infofree.com. Small businesses and sales professionals love InfoFree.com's hot sales leads because the company compiles and triple verifies its own data. In fact, InfoFree updates its sales leads on a weekly and monthly basis. You'll always have access to the most current contact information. You'll spend more time selling and less time looking for customers. And InfoFree's free mobile app gives you the ability to access all your sales leads and research any business before you call. Use the app on your iPhone or Android to qualify your leads within seconds. InfoFree.com is giving you a 30-day risk-free trial of its service. Just go to InfoFree.com slash MBA and start doubling your sales. That's InfoFree.com slash MBA. Isn't Jeff a great communicator? I love the point he makes where he points out that people are successful not in spite of their failure, but because of their failure, how it helps you along the way and how you can approach failure the right way. Such a good lesson and a great perspective on how to pivot when things are not going the right way. To learn more about Jeff Goins, visit GoinsWriter.com. That's Goins like coins, but with a G, Writer.com. And if you want his latest book, The Art of Work, for free, visit ArtOfWorkBook.com slash Omar. That's ArtOfWorkBook.com slash O-M-A-R. All you have to do is pay for shipping and you get all these awesome bonuses for free as well. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. And if you did, we would love to hear from you with an iTunes rating and review. By giving us an iTunes rating and review, really help our show rank better on iTunes and reach more entrepreneurs just like you. And of course, everybody who leaves us an iTunes rating and review enters our weekly draw to win a free ride to the $100 MBA training and community. That's over 180 video lessons, workbooks, interviews with experts, a whole lot more. We give away a free ride to our community every week. All you got to do is drop us a rating and review to enter the draw. Guys, I want to leave you with this. Dealing with failure is not fun. It's not a great feeling to feel like you failed at something. But you have to get out of that funk as soon as possible. But more importantly, you have to remember the things that you learned today, the things that you know are true. When you actually fail, you need to have that reminder handy right there. 
So maybe if you had a quote that you heard in today's lesson that really was compelling to you or got you thinking, maybe it's something like, you're not successful in spite of failure, but because of failure, you can put that on your desktop or put it as a post-it note by your desk. So when you are having a tough day or you're going through a failure, you can refer to it and remind yourself of the things that you learned. I was recently on a podcast, I was being interviewed on a different podcast, and somebody asked me, what is one failure that you've endured that has made you a better entrepreneur? And my immediate response was, you're going to have to take your pick. There's so many. I mean, I've, I've failed so many times in so many ways, but I've learned so many things along the way. And those experiences have really taught me how to become the entrepreneur I really want to be. It helped me shape who I am today. And the failures that I will have in the future will shape who I'll become. So, so take comfort in that. Know that failure is just a rite of passage and it's the way we learn, it's the way we improve. All right, guys, I hope that helps. And I hope to see you in tomorrow's episode. Take care. <laughs>